As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello, I'm Dan Bardell. Welcome to 1874, the Athletics podcast all about Aston Villa Football Club. Joined by Greg Evans to discuss Manchester City 3, Aston Villa 2. Look at the season in general and already we have some exciting transfer news. Greg, just noticing the script that the producers put Manchester City 2, Aston Villa 3. If only that was the case. <laughs> yeah, it certainly felt like it was going to be a Villa win oh. for, for quite a long time of that game. Um, an, an incredible, incredible day at the Etihad. I mean, you know, just a well, disappointing it from a Villa perspective in the end, but a pleasure to be a part of, of such an incredible game um, and, and see Manchester City win the league like that. But just really disappointing for Villa um, in the end, you know, to, to go 2 0 up against any team, you, you expect then to, to at least get something from the game with, with just a short amount of the game remaining. But unfortunately, Villa weren't able to. I feel in some ways like I have no right to be upset at Villa losing 3 2 to Manchester City at all. But I am very upset because yeah. if you're 2 0 up, you, I, can, or I can accept being 2 0 up and losing 3 2 even. I can't accept conceding three goals in six minutes. That's the aspect I'm really struggling with, and it's that fragility that that's been there all season, really, of just shooting themselves in the foot. They just got themselves into such a wonderful position, and then to just capitulate in such a short space of time. Now, City are an unbelievable side, so you know it can happen, but I don't think it should happen in the way it happened. Yeah, I, I reflected that in my report. I said losing three two to City is never an embarrassment at all, um, but conceding three goals in six minutes really is. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're in the same division as a team and you concede three goals, it's a, it's a it's an embarrassment. It really is. You know, there are clear issues there. We spoke about this at length when when Villa conceded three goals in fourteen minutes against Wolves, and 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 I, I looks like a mass defensive masterclass now. Yeah, oh well, look, that was awful. That was actually worse than yesterday. Um, but um, that 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 was a result and and a collapse that cost Dean Smith his job. I, I certainly don't think this will have the same impact um, for Steven Gerrard because I think it will be a, a defeat that will be quickly forgotten. You know, it's a that the season's finished now it's a just chance for, for Villa to press the reset button over the summer and, and start again with with new with a, a few new players 
included in the squad from from the start of next season, no doubt. Uh, Bubakar Kamara obviously is already in the door, um, and, and Villa will just forget about this very quick. I mean, <laughs> does it not work the other way a little bit? Where it's the last game and you've got ages to dwell nah. on it. Does it not work nah. that way? Oh, the, the, I think I'll nah, be dwelling on the, it for the, a long time. It, Nah, they, they move on very quickly. Players, players will move on quickly. They'll be most of them will be on holiday already now, That's true. and um, and and they'll be switching off. They'll be yeah, they'll look back on the season and analyse it, and there'll be certain individuals in that squad that will be fearing for their place next season. Um, but there are others that just need a little bit of help and support around the edges to make them become be- uh, to help them actually show that they are very good players and, uh, and that they're capable of taking Villa forward. Um, we, we we are talking about a defeat, obviously. So you know it's going to be a little bit negative and, and downbeat, and, and and we'll hear from from certain Villa fans um, a bit later on in the pod about how they feel, uh, this, you know, the season in general, how they describe it, and how they wrapped it up. But what we've got to remember is Villa were excellent for for a long a long spell of this game, and, and people who weren't at the game wouldn't have felt the genuine despair and, and, and panic. Amongst City players, um, I you know remember Jesus, Mister Mister Sitter, De Bruyne was was nowhere near himself. Um, you know he he blazed one over the bar as well at, at two 0 I think, and and made some strange decisions that you'd usually expect him to make better decisions in. Um, there was genuine panic amongst supporters around me, um, and, and that was in the posh seats. You know there there was people that were really. It was a mix of frustration, and, but also actual anger as well. You know, a couple of people walked out. <laughs> I think they came back towards the end. Oh, but, I saw people walking um, out when Coutinho was celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like when Coutinho scored, I mean, Pep, Pep Guardiola was was pacing around the, his dugout like he'd put too many sweeteners in his coffee. I don't, I don't think he knew what the hell was going on and, and what to do. Um, Jack Grealish, of course, there was was another subplot and a side story to it. Uh, his face was quite a picture when when uh, Pep turned to to Gundogan as the last player to come on, and good decision though. I actually thought, wow, you know, you're leaving a 100 million pound player on the bench um, when you're desperately searching for this game. But the substitutes were brilliant. I mean, Zinchenko was exceptional. Gundogan obviously got his two goals, um, and Sterling provided one of the first goals. So all three substitutes made a difference. But um, yeah. I, I, I just think there was a lot that was good about Villa, but unfortunately, it's just that little bit of a fragility in the side that that needs to be repaired. Because I tweeted last night that I mean, to be fair, I did some rash tweets whilst the game was was going on. I've, I've really struggled with being professional yesterday on on social media, but you know they do so well for that long and look so astute defensively. Chambers was having the game of his life. They just looked solid. Man City did not look like they knew how to break Villa down. They were panic stations, like you say, making decisions that they don't usually make these top players because of the pressure. But then as soon as you concede one, you know what's coming. I knew that Villa would lose that game as soon as Manchester City pulled one back. You just know. It's, like, it's almost like the players knew as well and felt the same. Yeah, perhaps a little bit. I mean, I, I hear this losing mentality in the club. I keep hearing it, and I'm just not buying it. But you, I mean, you can say you're not buying it's it. It's not a losing mentality. But we've lost fifty percent of our are, games that we played this season, so but that's there, a there, lot there, of losses. Not, yes, there is, but there's not a losing in in quotes marks uh, mentality at the club. The players don't go out and think we're going to lose. We're going to concede this. That's a losing mentality. It's not. I, I look back at it and I think, right, it's a lack of quality for me. Man- Manchester City are much better than Aston Villa. And when they when they really, really, really want it, 
they can go and do it. Just like Aston Villa Wolves did. are much better than Villa, and Villa, we have the same problem in that game. Okay, so the way I look at it, right, is you, 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 I'm going to take it back to the, the, the OM Villa were promoted from, from the Championship, 2018-2019. There was a game at Rotherham, Villa go 1-0 down, and they, loot, they go down to 10 men. John McGinn and Jack Grealish were incredible that day. They were what the Championship... They were what Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan were in the Premier League in the Championship yesterday. That was the difference. Did everyone say Rotherham had a losing mentality because they lost and they went down? No, Aston Villa were a better team with better quality players, just like Man City were yesterday. The the good players are able to do that. Zinchenko's come off the bench and played that well. I mean, it's incredible. You, you you got three substitutes who are coming on that are no worse, if not better, than, than the players they're replacing. Villa haven't quite got that yet, as the substitutes show. I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I agree with that. You don't have to agree, Dan, but I, I don't think there's a losing mentality. I don't, no, I don't necessarily think there's a losing mentality, but I do think there's a there's a problem if you've lost 50% of your games through a season. That there's something course, there's a there's, there's a, a problem. mental problem there if you because you've lost a lot of games by one goal as well. There's a, there's a problem there. So there's, there's something that needs ironing out. For it's a lack season. of quality. There's, there's, oh, there's, there's a, I would say there's a lack of quality in central midfield area, perhaps, but the rest of it. You know, are you saying about Zinchenko? I'd say Luca Dean better than Zinchenko. But I don't think Luca Dean's a problem at Aston Villa. But there are other positions. No, 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 that he's, not, no he's not. I'm just just saying there's some quality players in the in that Villa side. You got Coutinho exactly, and, which and is Buen what, which, The problem which actually is why, one of the problems was that Coutinho came off. I think. I mean, you'll know better than me. Was mm-hmm. there an injury? Was he tired? But that substitution. That killed any momentum that Villa had. I actually think Villa, it's easy to say in hindsight, and I, I know that. If we'd have left Coutinho on, actually we might have got a third because the space was going to open up a lot and a player like Coutinho in space, he's going to cause problems as he did by getting by getting the second goal. I actually think that was a massive error, taking Coutinho off and Nakamba. Yeah, I think I think I do. I definitely agree with you with you on that. Um, I, I haven't been Coutinho's biggest fan over the last couple of weeks because I think he's underperformed. He lost a bit of form, yeah. But I think that I think that he was making a difference yesterday. Ollie Watkins, somebody who I have supported throughout the season um, consistently, and, and, I, and I've, encouraged, I've said to Villa fans, encourage him. You know, he's somebody who needs that encouragement, and, and he's and he's done very very well over two seasons. I thought he had his worst game in a Villa shirt yesterday. Okay, he got an assist for for Coutinho's goal, but I just think he was a little bit wasteful in possession. And um, there were opportunities when when Villa, you know, had the chance to run at the Man City defence and, and and cause even more problems and maybe even get more goals. As mad as that sounds, um, but those opportunities were wasted. Coutinho, and and it's very unlike Villa, isn't it? This season, in a season where the theme is that they've missed so many chances, Coutinho was so ruthless, and and so was Matty Cash with, with that header and another brilliant um, assist from from Dina. So, I think the slender nature of Villa's defeats this season, um, and the fact that they've only drawn six games. If they'd have drawn six of those nineteen defeats, they'd be mid-table. If they'd have drawn six and won one of those nineteen defeats. Um, they'd probably be in Europe. I mean, that is the difference. It's such a slender margin. And 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 it's like Villa have signed Bubakar Kamara now, a player who I've spoke to many, many different people in France over the last couple of weeks about him um, because it's a signing that, that I knew Villa were trying to, desperately to make. Um, and every single person that I speak to says the same thing. They say this is a real good piece of business for Villa um, and somebody who will help take the club forward. Um it, 
there, there are slight weakness, weaknesses in his game, but what he's going to come in and do is actually defend in that dif- in that midfield holding midfield role and Villa haven't got anybody who can do that at the moment let's be honest he's 22 as well so you know he's not at his ceiling currently yeah and look you know he's got a real history in and depth of as a defender he's played most of his uh, youth career as a centre back and, and, and developed into a holding midfielder so he wants to defend he knows how to defend and he's going to help that team he's also just got into the France squad and that is a strong 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 France squad to break into that doing what he's done you know, that he. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've watched him play loads because I haven't. I've seen snippets of him. I can't say I've ever sat there and watched 90 minutes of him playing football. But I know he's very, very highly rated. And like you say, you speak to people and they all rave about him. The fact that Villa have pulled someone who's just got in the France squad who, you know, Atletico Madrid won. Atletico Madrid must hate Villa at the moment. They wanted Matty Cash, he signed a new deal. And then we've stolen a defensive midfielder from, from under their nose. But to get, you know, they're going to be offering Champions League football. For Villa to be able to go and get him over Atleta, that is a huge, huge statement. It's a big signing. Yeah, it's a big pull. And and I think it goes back to what I'm trying to say about there isn't a losing mentality at Villa. Um, if you speak to Christian Perslow, which I have done on, on many occasions, he sells the club and in an incredibly positive way. He He's a massive winner himself in his career, you know, he, what what he's done in in business and um you know hugely successful and, and wealthy businessman um and and the way he talks about Villa and the way he speaks to um potential signings about what Villa are trying to do and what they're going to do doesn't there's, there's no losing mentality there the same with 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 Ger, Stephen Gerrard the manager we all know what what a successful winner he is no losing mentality I there. agree with you on that Dan, I would say everyone Dan, behind the scenes has done you, you've, everything you've 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 sat and listened at length to Tyrone Mings the captain talk about uh, Aston Villa about his game about how it, what he wants for the club no losing mentality there John McGinn the same Luca Dean a player who desperately wants to um uh perform for for his club and country to to be recognised as one of the most attacking left backs in the division. Joined Villa because they signed Coutinho and Gerard sold him the dream. No losing mentality there. I, I think there's a lot of players that really want it and and they just need a little bit of support around them. I agree with you to an extent, but I keep harping back to if you lose nineteen games, there there is something wrong. I don't think I don't think Villa should I think Villa squad, you look at that team that team shouldn't be losing 19 games in a season, in my opinion. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I get what you're saying, that they need a couple of extra bodies. They probably need a little bit of experience in there, which we know they're trying to rectify at the moment. But that team should not be losing 19 games. 
It shouldn't, no, but I, but I don't think I do. I, for me, I'm, what, the only point I'm trying to make here is Villa have underperformed. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that. Villa need to be better next season because the pressure is on. I think we can both also agree on that. But it's the there's a losing mentality. We should be doing better type thing. Like it, Villa in the Championship three seasons ago, they've 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 made huge strides to to get to where they are now to signing. One of the best freebies on the market. That's a, it's a huge sign in that. A huge, you know, sign. head of head of lots of other clubs who are looking at him. He, he and let, let's be honest, you know, he, if it wasn't for Bubakar Kamara, Marseille probably wouldn't have finished second in league on this season as well. He, he's had a very good season for them. They've just signed Philip Coutinho as well. You know, another from Barcelona. Villa are now moving into this area where they are competing in the market with other teams who. They weren't really on that level with in previous years. And to make up that ground in three years is very, very good. And next season, I think there's a lot of pressure on them because I think if they don't finish in the top eight next year, then it will be looked at as what the hell is going wrong because you can't keep spending this amount of money um, on players and, and, and steadily increasing the wage wage bill every single year and not seeing you know genuine improvement. Villa are now established in the Premier League, I'd say survived in the first season just about now two mid to low ranking um, positions in the following season I think most you, you as I think I said this last week you know if you speak to a lot of people uh, neutrally and ask them out of the Brightons and the Leicesters and, and the Crystal Palaces and the Villas and the Southamptons and uh, etc who, who have got the best chance of kicking on and, and trying to do what Wolves did for so long this season and compete with the top seven Villa are the guys that most people say yeah, I, mean, I don't think for one second you were digging out the Villa fans. I don't think that was what you were doing. But in defence of them, what I would say is, I keep saying it, if you've lost 50% of your games through a season, you're experiencing that losing feeling a lot through a season. So it makes things perhaps feel like they're further away from being a success than they are because you've spent 50% of the season coming home thinking, but yeah, we've, we've lost again. I do think making that jump to top eight, I don't think it will take that much now. I do think with a couple of savvy additions, Villa will, will make that push if they're smart in the summer. And from everything we hear, it sounds like they are going to be smart. They're going to use money wisely. They're perhaps not going to be as as free spending with the cash as they have been. I think you can say that by bringing in, bringing in a free transfer. Perhaps there's another free transfer to come. And then they can go big maybe in a couple of positions. I don't think we'll see the crazy 30 plus million on loads of players like, like we've seen in, in previous summers. It'll be a bit measured. I don't think the jump to getting top eight is that difficult? Because I look at Wolves. I don't think Villa are too far away from that if they get the signings right. They're in a bit of trouble, aren't they, Wolves? Yeah, I think. I think they're they're on the slide, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, they're gonna have to go in a different direction. I think. I think the direction they've taken the last few years isn't gonna work anymore. Yeah, I think they need something a bit different. Feel like they're on the slide. I mean, the, the one club who feel a little bit more progressive, perhaps, are Crystal Palace. That they, they they are maybe the Newcastle are the ones I'm concerned. And Newcastle, about. of course, yeah, you know, because they've got the backing with the money behind them and, and a little bit of momentum. I know you mentioned earlier, Dan, that 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 losing the last game of the season, players could often stew on that. Um, I think they try to forget that, but if you've had a a, a good run. You can build on that over a summer period. That's what happened to Villa, and, isn't and Newcastle it? Newcastle have had that, haven't Villa they? Villa had that yeah. the season they started up. They obviously ended the season really well, and then they started the next season like a house on fire because they had a bit of momentum, they had a bit of fire in their belly, and they had a bit of a bit of belief. That's the, that's the yeah. bit that con- concerns me a little bit. We've ended the season not great. We had a mini revival after a bad run, but then it's gone. You know, draws with Crystal Palace and Burnley at home were pretty uninspiring, if I'm being honest. 
are people expecting? I think Villa fans might be expecting a full makeover of this squad in the in the summer, like a lot of, a lot of business. I don't see that there'll be loads of outgoings. The people that'll go are the ones that are out alone already, with perhaps the exception of one or two. It won't be wholesale changes. It'll just be adding no, no, to what look, we've got. It's it's not it's not major surgery then, and major surgery isn't needed. Uh, I, I I had a, it's not the answer either. I had a message from from a mutual friend of ours, Dan, last night, and and he said get rid of ninety percent of, of, of this squad. Hundred percent guess who that was. <laughs> and we won't name and shame him <laughs> because uh, no, we, we, neither of us will agree on that. But um, but yeah, so the so the, the key for Villa is is to is to just bring in a few new players. Um, add add, it, add, a, add a bit of strength and depth around around the squad. Move on some of the players that are, are not going to feature too much. And and I think just having a bit more of a less chaotic, shall we say, season. I mean, Villa Villa's Villa's key aims are get the business done early if possible. Every club will be saying the same, of course. But Villa have already made a real head start on that with Coutinho and Kamara. Um, not sack a manager halfway through a season and have that up, upheaval. Um, not sell your best player and your captain in the summer, uh, and then have to reevaluate to try and to try and um, patch up that the, the gap that he has left. And then specifically on the pitch, just cut out some of those individual mistakes and take some of the more chance, take some of the chances that they create. I mean, those that that would be the five point plan for me. For Villa, um, t- and and if and if they hit all those targets, they'll finish in the top half for sure because the quality's there. You know, you've wrote about the Kamara deal and the way Villa operate. Do you just want to speak a little bit about that for those who aren't subscribed and those those that haven't read it yet? Yeah, so the the, the full details are in the article. I'll, I'll just touch on some of it briefly. Um, if we look back, um, I think me included. Uh, and a lot of other Villa fans have wondered why Villa haven't signed a defensive midfielder for six transfer windows now. It's been on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the last the last signing before Bubakar Kamara, incredibly, was Marvellous and the Camber back after Villa had just won promotion from from uh, the Championship. So it's been a long history, really, of, of players who, who they've looked at, considered, thought maybe he's going to be a little bit too much. Um, or have either been rejected by and um, and and have now come to Kamara. So, if you look back to last summer, Villa were, Villa were interested in signing James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. Um, but he wouldn't have been the defensive he, midfielder, would he? I read. That. I think he would have played there. I think he. I he think played he would have played the there. I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, he, he would have certainly played in a more of a in, in more of a, a, a central defensive role. So you know, they they looked at him. They decided that. The, the money was going to be too much that they weren't prepared to pay that money. Southampton were looking at £45 million plus before they even um, entertained any offer. So that was quickly scrapped. Yves Bissouma was another one that was on the on the radar for two summers. Um, Villa, Villa had considered him and, and thought perhaps if they could move Douglas Louise on that they'd bring him in um, and use that money to to uh to facilitate that again another bid was lodged in January Stephen Gerrard confirmed that um we understand that it was a relatively low bid because Villa always had their eye on Bubakar Kamara and they thought they wanted to explore the opportunity um when he became a free agent so the scouting trips that that Villa started stemmed right back to to, to 2021 you know they were they were watching Kamara uh play for Marseille last year there was a breakthrough in the deal in in April 
Um, I was hearing some whispers that, that Villa had, had, had agreed to get that deal done. Um, all the noises out, out of France were that he was going to go to Atletico Madrid. Um, but over the weekend, we, we got the confirmation that, that, that he was coming to Aston Villa. And it's been a real long slog for Villa to get him. Um, they've they've worked hard. We, you know, we've seen that Gerard and Christian Perslow and, and Johan Langer went over there last month to, to try and finalise the, the deal. Um, and, and just to cement that, that he was the guy that they wanted. And he, look, have a read of, of the report and it will go into much more detail about how Villa got the deal done and what type of player he is. Um, but I think in short, he's going to improve what Villa have got there already. This is where Gerard comes into play, isn't it, with his, with his reputation and the pull that he has? Well, yeah, big time. I mean, you know, Coutinho wouldn't have signed if it wasn't for Gerard. We spoke about that on last week's podcast. Um, Luca Dean then wouldn't have signed because Coutinho didn't sign, so he was looking at, for a really ambitious club. Gerard sold him that that dream, um, and again this time, you know, the the Atletico Madrid were seriously into him, and there were other clubs in Italy and, and, and England who had who had registered an, an interest and were thinking about it too. But Gerard was the guy who really mapped out the plan for him. He said, "This is how you're going to fit in to our squad. How you know where where the club is planning to go, how you'll be a big part of it." And sometimes players need that. They just need that. Um, um, they, they they just need that <laughs> that clarity almost. Just just that they want to feel really really wanted. Um, and if you've got you know five or six offers on the table or five or six clubs that you're after, and one really stands out because you've got a guy like Steven Gerrard saying you can come and play at Villa. We're going to kick on to big things. You're going to be a big part of it. You're going to light up the Premier League. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. For those who aren't subscribed to The Athletic, there is an offer at the moment. If you just head to theathletic.com slash villapod, you'll get it for a pound per month for your first six months. So there'll be plenty of content from Greg through the summer, plenty of transfer stuff going on, hopefully that Greg will be writing about. So yeah, go and read that article because it is a really interesting piece. Greg's put some serious groundwork into knowing what was happening with that deal. So if you're not already an Athletic subscriber, take advantage of that deal. Just before we move on to the fans' thoughts of the season, Greg, on transfers. We've said that we don't think Villa will be having major surgery on, on the squad. They've obviously got Coutinho. They've got a defensive midfielder in, which has been ask, an ask of Villa fans for a long, long time. Where else are they going to be looking? Are they still going to be looking at midfield? A striker, I assume? Uh, left back, definitely. They, left they're, back. They're, yeah, they're looking at, uh, looking at bringing in um, some, some, some addi- some, another addition at left back. Uh, they will be looking at perhaps a third striker, which I've mentioned for some time now. Centre-back may also be um, an area as well. I you know, wrote last week that James Tarkovsky of Burnley, uh, who's also out of contract, is a player that will interest Villa. Um, and I think right-back's OK. You know, you've know, got Matt Cash, player of the season, Kane, Kessler-Hayden coming through. What are they doing with Ashley Young? Well, they've offered him a new deal, but he, but he uh, hasn't agreed that yet. So we're waiting to see whether he extends. Because yeah, he feels like a trusted lieutenant of, of Jared. I didn't really like that substitution yesterday. Either. You know, yeah. you're chasing the game. Let's take Buendera for Ashley Young. I didn't like that sub The subs were a complete disaster yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it felt at the time perhaps that it was... This could be Ashley Young's last game. Let's get him on for the last few minutes. That was that was my initial thought okay. when he came on. Interesting. Um, I just assumed you know, he hasn't hasn't signed a new deal yet, but 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 um, but has been offered one. So um, if there's a breakthrough, then you know th- that will happen soon. I, I imagine. Okay. Thank you very much, Greg. As I say, keep your eye on the Athletic through the summer because Greg will be writing plenty on transfers. I'm sure. When 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's now look at the tweet summing up the season from the Villa fans. I put a tweet out yesterday asking for them to surmise how they felt the season has gone. And, you know, it was a regular theme of underwhelming, inconsistent, transitional disappointing there was quite quite a few buzzwords that were knocked about by the Villa fans Alex Berwick says I'm glad it's over I virtually never think that lost a bit of love for it this year not sure what we want to be I think Villa do know what they want to be as we've already discussed Greg it just didn't happen this time around yeah, I think I think I think it's Berwick, Alex Berwick, but um, don't embarrass me, Greg. Do you, to, do you want to do it again? I think it's just. Nah, I think it's you just correct, just correct me. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's a sh- it's a shame really that Alex Berwick um, has to say that because it was only what eighteen months ago that fans weren't allowed inside the ground. We we, mm. we lost it all, didn't we? You know, we we were watching from home and Not you. Um, we. You well, and I, I mean, I, I I was at the games, of course, but you know, supporters in general were, were watching from homes and. And, and we lost it. You know, it's really sad to to hear hear Villa fans having to you know say that now, really, so soon after 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 COVID. I'm mean, going to be surprised that I'm going to bring up the fifty percent losing again. But that, that, I think that <laughs> that has made it that has made it seem worse. I was buzzing to be back. I remember the first game of the season at Watford away. I was so excited to be on an away day after after so long without one. By the end of the first half, I was like, God, I wish we were in lockdown again. Because it was just it was just awful. They always they always managed to let to let you down, Villa. But it has been great to be back in the grounds. But I think just the nature of losing so many games has upset people because of that feeling of walking away having lost a lot of weeks. Yeah, it's disappointing. Touched on this last week. You know, the Midlands in general has turned into a bit of a an unhappy place. You know, Wolves are getting on the on the supporters' backs. Birmingham have got their problems. West Brom have had a des- desperate season, um, and you know, Villa have, Villa haven't finished very well either, have they? And, and it it's just a shame, really, that that that, that football, um, you know, something that usually picks people up, has has started to knock people down a little bit. There's there's a core group of, of Villa fans who, who I speak to, and and they travel home in a way they go to every single game, um, and and I love their optimism because they go and they enjoy the day, and and they they have a great day out. And if Villa win, brilliant. If they lose, they're frustrated for a bit, but they don't let it ruin the they still day. Have a good night. And 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 like I just think. I think that's great, you know. If, if that's your life and 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 you want to do that every Saturday, fair play, you know. Go go and enjoy it. Daniel Stachura, whose name I've potentially butchered there, he says no progress on last season. Maybe Dino could have done better. Maybe. What do you make of that? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm look a good point to to bring up. You know, if 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 Dean Smith had have still been in charge and Villa had finished 14th in the league, I think there would have been quite a lot of people saying time to move Dean on and try and get a. Um, You'd have got the sack, wouldn't it, for 14th? I'd have thought so. I mean, look, look, yeah, I'd have thought so. 14th was the most was the lowest acceptable position Villa Villa could have finished in. Um, you know, all the bonus payments were structured around finishing 14th or higher. So that's where Villa were at at the start of the season. So. Yeah, I think if Dean if Dean had still been in charge, there would be plenty of supporters asking for him to to be moved on now and bringing somebody in who could help Villa finish higher up in the league. So, unfortunately for Gerard, he hasn't managed to do that. But what I would say is that you know you look at the points difference; it's it's one or two wins different away from 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 getting into the top half, and then a cut, you know, three wins away from getting into Europe. So. Those are the fine margins in the Premier League. You need to need to be on the right side of them. I also don't think you can. Judge Gerard too much for fourteen. No, I'm not, and, and I'm not, and I'm not judging no, no, Gerard. No, not I don't mean to. Thinking out loud. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to say that that's Stephen Gerrard underperforming because I certainly don't share that. I think if if Villa are fourteenth midway through next season, then yeah, that Gerrard will be underperforming, and and, and it will need consideration. But um, right now, it's it's all about next season, isn't it? I like this one from Sean. He uses the word underwhelming to start, which, as I say, was a regular pattern on the tweets. Massive pre-season to get Coutinho, Bailey and Buendia fully prepared and bringing some big players to improve our side. Obviously, we've already done that. Chambers and Dean both proving great signings. Next season will be a different story. I like that from Sean. Yeah, that's a bit of optimism there, isn't it? A bit of positivity. It's what, it's what we need going into the summer. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Kamara coming in, if he can play as well as he has done in, in, in France, then he will add that solidity in front of them. I've been really impressed with Chambers. Yeah, me too. I think it was almost inevitable that Villa were going to tire on, on Sunday against Man City, especially having played, you know, a really tough game against Burnley um, just three days earlier. For Chambers, for example, to have two games in, in four days when he hadn't really played much, that might have been tough for him to just keep his concentration levels high um, and Villa had the same back four didn't they and a new goalkeeper so it was all there were always going to be chances for Man City I felt um, but yeah look, looking ahead to next season I think Dina with, with a full season you know if he has if he's able to stay fit for a full season will, will be a big improvement Matt Cash will kick on again I'm sure four goals and that's three a great season from right it's decent isn't it it's decent um, and and yeah you know get that get the central get the central Back pairing, um, you know, cemented whether it's Cons and Mings or um, Chambers or a new signing Tarkovsky, perhaps with Kamara in front of them. I think there's, I think there's a lot to look forward to there. What of Leon Bailey? Because I think a lot of people wrongly assume he'll be sold in the summer. I disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, if he's sold, then it's, it's like a huge it's really hit. bad. It's really stupid from Villa, I think, in some ways. Unless they can get the, unless they can get the money back for which him, they would be paid, which they wouldn't. Then I think it's really bad business. I think you can't just keep giving up on players after having one bad season. It's been really stop-start for Leon Baylor. They signed him on the back of what they thought was a real detailed um, plan. He's such a good player. I saw, I saw a lot of him in Germany. I know he's a great player. Yeah, and look, I've said this t- many times on, on podcasts. Villa had other options that they could have gone for, but they put all their eggs in the Bailey basket because they really believed in him. They... It scouted him extensively. They'd spent lots of time putting together his data and showing how he would fit in and how he would make this team better. It hasn't worked for him yet because he's hardly ever been fit. But um, you can't just keep writing off players. Sanson, you probably have to write off just because you can't see how he's gonna gonna fit in with you know Villa buying more midfielders. Um, but but Bailey can still play a part. I think yeah, he's such a good, such a good player. I would have said 
when we signed him, he was a player above Villa Station at the time when they bought him in. He just hasn't worked because of injuries. He hasn't been able to stay fit. But you can't just write someone off after one season who cost you in the 30s in terms of, of money, £30 million. Because you won't get that back or you'll end up loaning him out and paying a massive proportion of his wages. It's just not worth it. If Villa can get him right, there's a hell of a player there. Yeah. So you have to you have to stick with people. You just have to. You can't write them off after, after one iffy season. There's absolutely no chance. Ian McMaster, who obviously never forgets anything that I've said, says, We lost 19 games, Dan. More than Leeds, more than Burnley and Newcastle, who you'd written off. I'm happy we don't have a relegation dogfight nowadays, but it's right to feel let down after the money invested. Would you agree? Um, yeah, I think you were wrong with Arsenal and Newcastle, weren't you, Dan? Yeah. I mean, Arsenal should have got Champions League, Greg, and they did not. Still improvement, though, isn't it? Fifth. Yeah. You said they were a club on the slide. They, they rose from eighth to fifth. I don't know, I've missed a big opportunity here. Maybe I'm a year out. Maybe I'm a year out. Maybe I'm a year They've out. Definitely my made progress. They've definitely. No, made I agree progress. with you. But maybe I was a year out with my. I think not getting Champions League could could really hurt them. Nah, they, they they're they're progressive. They've got good young players who are who are growing into that team. I think and and look, they've only they've only just missed out. Yeah, it was a big opportunity. I want to go back and listen to the first ways worth of podcast from you. So if you've ever said anything questionable, Greg, <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's something. <laughs> Listen, it was the it was the listener that brought it up. Oh, no, but you 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 enjoyed it. You enjoyed it too much. You, he didn't bring a Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not? No, oh, sorry. I thought, I thought he mentioned no, Arsenal. Newcastle. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Dan got Arsenal wrong for all the listeners that didn't realise. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on. Um, the, 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 the question basically is in fitting with what every other supporter has. He seems to be saying it was an underwhelming season, wasn't mm. it? That's that's pretty much the thing. He did say one thing about the relegation fight. I am happy we don't have that anymore. Yeah, uh, there were a couple of times where we felt that that Villa might be dragged into it, though. Um, I mean, you know, when Dean Smith was sacked, if you, if you remember, Villa were Villa were what, two points above the drop zone then. Um, you know, there were there were genuine fears starting to creep in, else they wouldn't have sacked Dean Smith. Um, and then also when Gerard went on that four game losing streak, that uh, I think a couple of people started to wonder. What happens if Everton and, and Burnley and Leeds keep winning? Will Villa get caught? So starting to get a little bit worried at one point. There's been a few scares. It's been a little bit, still a little bit too close for for comfort, um, you know. But but I think look, I think Villa are moving away from that now. And and and, and as I say, if you speak to a hundred neutrals, I'm sure ninety of them would say that Villa have got a better chance of finishing in the top half than the bottom half next season. Yeah, let's just finish with John Mayle. He says, I think since Gerald has come in, we're eighth or ninth on form. It's not all bad. Yeah, and that was the point I was trying to make earlier in the podcast. It's like that there are probably six or seven teams in in a similar boat. You know, Newcastle Palace. Uh, well, okay, take, take Newcastle out because they've done they've done exceptionally well uh, since since Eddie Howe came in. But you know, you look at the Palaces and Southampton and Brighton and Leicester. But there are just a couple of points in the, within those. So um, it's a case of trying to be better. Than, than those teams next season and get closer to that seventh position. The key will be, I think, t- to start taking points off the, the top the top teams a bit more often. Phillips didn't take a single point off the top five teams and they took just four points off the top seven teams and all four of those were against Man United who had the worst season in his Premier League history. And we still didn't beat them at Villa Park. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to avoid the games where, you know, losing to Brentford when they're on that terrible run of defeats losing to Watford who were awful in the, over twice. the season twice yeah sorry I forgot almost forgot the home game there um, those are the games you just need to be a bit better in and, and and yeah you know that makes a big difference in the season yeah just before we go then Greg 
I mean, it isn't in the script, so I haven't got one off the top of my head either, but was your moment of the season before we end? The moment of the season? Well, I'm actually writing a season review as we speak. And oh, so you'll know. The, the mo- yeah, I thought long and hard about this. Um, my moment of the season was when Leon Bailey came off the bench for 21 oh, minutes and looked like my, he was going to be a world beater. was in my mind as well. I was just thinking about how happy I was during that game and how well I yeah. thought things would go. Probably the, the win at Old Trafford as well. That was big. That At the time when we didn't know Manu was so bad, yeah, and that that felt like a felt like a bit a big win, didn't it? It was a big win, and um, and I think not one that I necessarily agree with, but I think um, something that was quite warming at a time where I also was a little bit disappointed with Villa supporters was when Jack Grealish came um, off the bench against Man City. Um, uh, for, for Man City, and, and the whole Villa crowd sang "On Villa Till I Die." Um, I thought that that showed a real togetherness and a real unity. But at the same time, I was really disappointed with how a lot of Villa fans um, welcomed, well, didn't welcome him back and booed him. I thought that was disappointing. So that was your worst moment of the season? No, that was just a moment that I considered um, mentioning and, and writing about because it, it just feels so rare and unique that, that the Villa fan base now pull together, especially on a match day, and all sing together. So um, that was just something that every single supporter uh, picked up on, upon, but I, I was disappointed with how a lot of supporters booed Grealish because of what he did for the club. Thought that was thought that was wrong. I, I agree. I clapped him when, when he came on in that game. What was your worst moment of the season? Then? Well, I can't go into too much detail. It no, sorry, I'm, I'm giving away yeah. everything in my uh, season you, review, which I'll, is I'll give you mine going then. live next week. <laughs> I'll give you mine. I mean, the, that Wolves game at home. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'll have nightmares about that game for the rest of my life. Absolutely horrendous. I was having a bad time in general in life at, th- at that point and I was sat there at 2-0 just thinking, oh, this Villa haven't let me down. Good old Villa. Villa have, Villa have cheered me up. And then they absolutely piled it on and went on a five-game losing run after that. And I was just thinking, what is life? That was, that was easily the worst moment of, of my season then when they lost 3-2 to Wolves. Horrendous. It was a bad day, wasn't it? That Very bad day. Everything went against it. Yeah, hopefully happier times ahead for Aston Villa Football Club. Like we've said, they made a good start to the transfer window with two bodies in already. So well done to everyone behind the scenes for getting the business done early. So that does us for this season. Thanks ever so much for the support of the podcast throughout the season. It's been great interacting with so many of you and listening to your views and discussing your views. I hope you have a wonderful summer. And as always, up the villa. Athletic.